Sports Radio, 99 The Game, 99thegame.com. Sam and Greg with you until the 7 o'clock hour uh, on this Sunday morning. And outside, some clouds off in the distance, but still some sunlight here. As we're nine floors up in the Kia Studios, can't see Peachtree Street because they put this building up here while we were away the last two years. Um, <laughs> but but uh, Peachtree Street is is there, and we, we may get some rain later on today. We may, you know, you saw some yesterday, I didn't. So we'll we'll see if any of it shows up later on today. In here. Yeah, go, go ahead. Okay, yeah, you yeah, told you, me to you, shut you, up a minute you, ago, you, so you, you got to push the button. Okay. You, you told me to be quiet, <laughs> so I was like waiting for you, you know, give me no, the heads up. No, go, go, go. Good morning, Georgia! Good morning! And a nice, happy good morning to you fine folks in Vinings. In Vinings? Yes. You Vinings. Let me see links with Vinings. There's all kind of stuff over in Vinings. Yeah. Got some you restaurants over there. Huh? Been to in a minute. Uh, What, Canoe? Haven't been there. Haven't been there. You know where it is, though, right? I do. Right, right over the river, right there in yes. Vinings, and right by that is... Love it. Love it, School, which our very yes. own get Garrett Chapman is, is, is an alum. Where is Garrett these days? I don't know. He's, he's around. He's around. He was here when y'all left yesterday. Yeah, he you, was. You forget all about my boy, Gary. I didn't forget about him. I'm bringing him up. <laughs> I, you know. Yeah. But you asked where he is. Yeah. He's where's sitting he right here when you left out here. Well, ask him if he's been to Canoe. He's been on so many places. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he, he's been up here. He's been 27. He's no telling where well, he's lately, been. Lately, he's been to Nashville. He's been to Nashville a lot lately. He could have given us a little tour guide as much as he's been up there lately. I don't need him to take me around Nashville. Yeah, okay. I know exactly what street I'm going to, park the car. Okay. Listen to some blues. Yeah, you got That's it. all I'm doing, man. Yeah, you know, you got, got the musicians up there. You know what I'm saying? On the corner. Give you me got some them. hot wings and be licking my pinky. Well, not all the barbecue sauce on it. Okay. That's where them boys that, do it. That's what you're going to do? Yep. Hey. Yep, yep, yep. But go ahead. This is your thing. I'm going to be quiet here because, you know, Why? I don't want to step on. I know you got a lot. You got stuff you got to talk I, I, about. Got, this, just, this is, just is just yours, you know. Just, just a few things. And I teased something earlier. We just heard from uh, from Coach Brown and shouted to them once again. Our state champions out of Woodstock to beat Ottawa for the 7A um, baseball championship. Yesterday we spent some time uh, with Pope. We talked about them. They won the 6A state championship. They beat Alatoona. Uh, the 5A started yesterday. And they're playing up at Rome, and it's Cartersville against Loganville. You mentioned Loganville earlier. Loganville's right. playing. They split those two games, so they have to go back to Rome on Monday to play Game Three. Now that's a hop, skip, and a jump for Cartersville, but for Loganville, man, they, they, that's that's going to be a that's that's, that's going to be a hike uh, to go back up there. But they're playing that third game, winner take all. Uh, they'll be playing uh, coming up on Monday. Uh, North Oconee won the 4A championship. They won over LaGrange. Coming up Monday at Cool Ray up in Gwinnett, Redan and Pike County playing for the 3A state championship. Also on Monday down at Georgia Southern, Thomasville against Vidalia. That's for the Class 2A uh, state championship. Um, also on Tuesday, the 1A public uh, championship, Metter against Charlton County. That will be at Georgia Southern. And uh, starting at Tuesday at Cool Ray, Wesleyan against North Cobb Christian for the 1A private. Those are for your state champions. Also, if you didn't get who won the golf state championships, I'll run them down for you again uh, this week. Golf state championships were handed out. Girls, first of all, the winners were Savannah Christian, Lake Oconee Academy, Lovett, Pierce County, North Oconee, Ware County, Glen Academy, and Lambert. And the boys' champions in golf this year are Prince Avenue Christian, uh, Lake Oconee Academy, Lovett, Westminster, North Oconee, 
uh, Stars Mill, Johns Creek, and Milton. Congratulations to each and every one of our, of our state uh, champions uh, as we're wrapping up the school year. Uh, it's the end, I think. I think uh, yesterday, the last spring um, football game for high school football, as the recruiters from all over the country uh, just invaded the state of Georgia in the metro Atlanta area to visit the schools. They haven't been able to do it for two years. They've been able to, re- they've had to recruit virtually, uh, taking videos, huddle, whatever players make available for them uh, to watch them and observe them. They were able to come and observe them in person this time. And man, they were out and they wanted to make sure people knew who they were. They had those polos on, or those, you know, visors on with the with the with the logos, you know. I don't know how many of them they give them when they come out. <laughs> you know, everything you wear better have, you know, this school on it. And uh, they, they're out there, you know, watching and getting a chance to to say hello to some of the players that they may have contacted otherwise, getting a chance to see them in person. There's nothing else like that. And during this month, a number of players have received offers. They can give offers. And, Greg, as we talk about, you know, the changes in recruiting uh, because of Transfer Portal, um, and some coaches at some colleges not even talking to high school uh, players because they, they want that experienced player uh, to come into their college. But they got to make something happen. They got to do something drastic to get their program turned around. They don't have time. They don't want to put the time in to try to train and, 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 and give that experience. They want some people who already have college football experience. So it's good to see these recruiters come in to look at the high school players and then say, hey, you know, yeah, you guys measure up. If you guys have what it takes, you know, we're looking to bring you aboard. And I saw people from everywhere from Purdue to Nebraska to Wisconsin um, and everywhere in between, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. You, you said there were some Badgers coaches up here. Yeah, man. They, they, they but were But here, here's, here's my question to you, and yeah. I know how you feel about this, and you haven't included this in what you believe the recruiters are discussing, but we all know that part of their arsenal – is now these NILs. Yeah. And and how prevalent do you think it is as far as their sales pitch? In other words, where it used to be for years ago it was you come here, you be on TV. Well now everybody's on TV. Then you come here and it's we got this be, great weight room. Yeah, we got whatever it is, the facilities, the field, so on and so forth, the weather, you got that. But now that that recruit is looking for players not only that has that has the, that have the skill set to help them, but also their marketability yeah. is part of it. Yeah, which I know eats at you. Well, and no, it's it's ever, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. If, if it it's you, if it's used, the NIL is used to for, as a for, recruiting, for, for recruiting tool. tool That's yes. what I'm saying. So yes. they're trying to recruit players, yeah. Yeah. and they're looking at linebacker X, going, okay, well he does this and he runs that, but man, he's good looking dude, and he also plays this. Oh, I can get him hooked up with company X. I'm saying that's now but, 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 a part but, but, of but it. But I'm just saying these guys who are out here recruiting probably ain't the ones that work that deal. I'm not saying work they, they, the they, deal, they, they, but, but get not. it in the ear of the, of the, of the player. But they, they probably don't even touch that. I mean, they, 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 they want to see if the guy's interested, first of all. They want to see if he's interested and, 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 and make him an offer. And then if he's interested, I'm sure there's an entity. That's that, the first that, thing that that's going to come out the kid's mouth, though. They're going to bring that. it up. You know, that's the first thing going to come out of the kid's I'm, mouth. I'm saying, if you talk to an 18-year-old lately, that's all they talk about is how to get money. And how to get it. And now they know I'm, that's a part of college sports. You can believe that. That's not the first thing okay, that comes out of Okay, not the first. Now. Maybe it's the second thing. No, it's if not. it's part of the first three you know, things. I, I think because they haven't even seen coaches coming. I think they actually the kids are kind of want to go out and, and, and play hard because they see these guys are actually at their games. I think that's what, what happened this month. Now, you know, the guy, they made them an offer. Then, you know, if it goes along, they, they'll find out. 
what may be there as a possibility. But right now, I just think the guys are just glad to see. Um, and like I said, because so many, so many of the uh, the schools are recruiting guys who are already experienced. I think they're happy to see college coaches out here on the sideline, watching them with the opportunity to possible offering them an opportunity to come and play college ball. All I'm saying I mean, because is the, the, because that game has changed too. Yeah, and and this conversation has changed. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I don't follow it as close as you, but I would imagine, given what I know of 18 year olds and their want to get what the other guys got, that's now part of the conversation that these recruiters have to have. Whether they're selling the deal or not, there's going to be questions that are going to be asked of them, and they may say, okay, well, you need to talk to this person about it, but it's now a part of what they talk about to these kids. Now, you're right. The parents are going to be driving the bus, and they may be saying, no, I want you to focus on getting into college or getting to this particular college and playing for this particular coach and all of that. But I believe that the bigger picture and the bigger conversation is changed. And mm-hmm. there's components to it now that these recruiters are going to have to be versed on and, and how to. Unless, unless, unless some people put, as, as Coach Saban said, the guardrails, or the, you know, because he did, he did do some talking yesterday. Right. Yeah. You know, he, we, he, do he, we he have did, that ready to go, by the way? He did. Okay. What do you want to do that? He, he, did, he did speak when he lets us know. Let, let us know when you have it ready. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. We, we, Coach Saban actually talked yesterday. Let's see what he had he, to he say. Had, well, he was doing damage control. Yeah. That's what this is. I really wasn't saying that anybody did anything illegal and use a name, image, and likeness. I, I, I didn't say that. That, that. that was something that was assumed by what I said, which is not really what I meant, nor was it what I said. So there's nothing illegal about doing this. It's the system that allows right. you to do it, and that's the issue that I have. Now, if he had said that the first time, exactly. it would have been received Every, a whole lot different. But he named yeah. names and calls some folk out, and you know, people said, hey, man. He can't spin that back. You know. Uh, no, not, not this is out there. Well, I don't think it's going to allow him to do it. And, uh, you know, we had Chris Marler on yesterday from Saturday Down South, and he, he talked about some things that he thought uh, about as far as that, that, that situation went, uh, what happens going forward, because they got to be together at least two more times before they play the game. Right. You know, they got to go to the coaches' meetings, then they got to be together for SEC media days. So, I mean, they, they got to be around each other a couple of times before they actually play the game in the fall, which would be in, t- in, uh, in Tuscaloosa. This is something that Coach K never went through, Roy Williams. We talk about these all-time coaches that, that, that have left the game. I mean, could you imagine if this was Bobby Knight? But you know what, though? <laughs> you, you know, the thing about it, anytime this was happening, anybody got it, it was, it would be during season. Well, you know what I mean? Let's think you're about right, it. You're right. right. This happens during season. You're trying to get your team fired up. You're going to play these guys in a couple of weeks or something, something like that. You call somebody out during season, but in off season, like I said, there's nobody hitting any pads. Guys are doing some lifting and running. There's nobody on the field anywhere in college football right now. And it don't matter. Know. He's in that he's he's in that penthouse of people who, whether it's in season or out of season, they open their mouth about something, it makes news. And he's one of them. In fact, he might now be the only person in college sports that can do that. I'm trying to think. Go through college football. And nobody. I mean, you got some people that would do. I mean, who else would make noise like that? And the conversation that we're talking about it here on the Sunday, it happened what on Wednesday or Thursday? Well, he just talked again yesterday. No, I'm saying, but he talked. But we talked about it yesterday, days yeah. after it yeah. had already happened. Yeah. There is the, the, nobody. The, the, the way the way things go away is nobody talks. He talked yesterday. Yeah. 
Well, that's why people are going to keep talking about it today. He's, he's, he's still we talking. talked about it yesterday before his com- his comments, and I'm trying to think: is there anybody else on the call? I mean, this is Spurrier like. Well, it's, and Spurrier it's really he's wasn't done as, it, it's as because, successful as him. Yeah, but this guy is the only person I can think of in college sport. What Izzo? He's probably the the he's he's the matriarch patriarch uh, yeah, of, now, of college now, coaching but, and basketball. And, and, but he doesn't say he doesn't, no, he doesn't. I'm um, again. So there's and I mean he doesn't squawk on opponents. I mean, remember several years ago it was saving against Harbaugh in the satellite camps. He didn't appreciate that Harbaugh was having a satellite camp here in Atlanta to come down here and bring his Michigan coaching staff to to to, to, You're right. to pick kids. And, and Saban sounded off about that. And I'm glad you brought that up because Harbaugh, who's known for popping off, he would just get an eye roll if he said what he said because people just expect it from him, right? He says lots of stuff. He says enough stuff to where people just kind of go, oh, that's just Jim. You know, they just sort of let it go. But Saban doesn't have that. You know, he thinks everything that comes out of his mouth should be printed, you know, Put on a wall someplace. Again, he's the, he's the top of the food chain when it comes to college coaches. But I think it's all, so, I think he's also feeling something too. Oh, he he's, is he's, absolutely. He's, he's he's feeling some heat in his side of the division in the SEC. He's going to have to fight to win it. Um, and like I said, does he get back to Atlanta? Does he get back to Atlanta? I know we love it because he comes to town and they fill up our hotel rooms and they fill up our potholes. You know what I mean? But the folks from Texas A and M, they they fill them up too. And I don't know if they'll put a gaudy billboard up on the downtown connector like the Alabama folks always do. I don't know if they got a slush fund for that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> a slush fund. <laughs> you know, a slush fund. You know, and speaking but, but, of corruption, uh, on this day. Corruption? Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking did you of, uh, say corruption? Yeah, I did, but I did it for a different reason. <laughs> All right. Uh, today was the day that Nixon confessed. Did he? Yeah, he did. Okay. See? May 22nd. This was the day that Nixon said, yeah, I had something to do with that whole Watergate thing. One thing perfectly clear. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, anyway, well, I got one of these things on here today. I'm going to make everybody just squirm. I'm sorry, but it happened on this day. Okay. I'm going to save this one. We're going to go uh, across the pond, skip over England, and go to Sloan. the... Sloan's up 3-0 in the third. Is she? She need to do something with it. Anyway, well, as Mr. Crenshaw, just a little update on the French Open. We're going to do a deeper dive next with Karen Pastena. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this 22nd day of May. Thank you for making us a part of your uh, Sunday. Did you hear about this dude, man, who was in concert not too long ago and people were complaining? About what? Bon Jovi's voice is not up to par. Whoa. I mean, you heard that about Sinatra when he was in the 70s, but well, yeah. now. Now? But he's, they, were, they were complaining about the way he sounded. Mm. And like, give me my money back kind of complaining. Whoa. He's another one of those dudes in that, bon, in that Bruno Mars category. They got nothing but single women. Well, maybe not all single, but he got nothing but women in his crowd. Bon Jovi is in – he's in that category. And God bless them dudes, but don't ask me to go to them concerts. Man. Because you get stomped on and moved out the way. What you doing here? Oh, you won't. Yeah, then. They, the ladies, they, just, they knock yeah, you over they, 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 and they, they move out that. the way they want to get closer you to know, that dude singing. Go ahead, but, you know, get closer. But I'm you, not. When the concert's over. Yeah, I'm, I'm home waiting on you. Nah. Bring all that, that – you know, come on home. You may or I'll not, pick you, you up you, and take you, you to eat afterwards. Like I said, you may not make it all the way home. 
where are they going to go? Get pulled up with a rest stop on the way between concert and here? Who knows? Conspiracy theorists. Oh, man, come on. Yeah, they're going to pull over to it. What you call it? Well, you don't know that. I know that. That's why you go. That's why you go. Women don't do what dude. That's a dude thing. That's why you go. You, you, when they go in to hear this concert with this person, they just really want to see you don't know what's going to move, dude. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because we actually have the perfect person to ask this specific question to. No, this is Karen we're not going to ask We her. ain't. I am. Karen, she's been listening. You wonder what we're talking about? Yes, I want did I wander into an episode of Entertainment Tonight podcast? <laughs> yeah, no, I'll take that. You know, Sam doesn't like to go down this rabbit hole with me what, from what? time to time when I have these. This is this is my opinion, and I said that there is a group of singers, all time greats, but when they perform, their audience is predominantly women because they, you know, that thing in their voice. Luther, you go back. I mean, listen, this is a long mm-hmm. list. You can go back to Elvis if you want. But yep, yep. I brought up Bruno Mars as the latest inductee into that category. And the majority of the people that are going to be at his concerts, not Silk Sonic, but Bruno, is going to be a lot of screaming women. And that I personally would want to take my lady to a concert. I'll buy him the tickets for her to go with her girlfriends. But, <laughs> but I don't want to be there. Because, you know, it's just I'll be there afterwards. But I'm not going because if you've been to those concerts with, with, you know, and again, there's a list of guys who yep. have that, and Bon Jovi was one of them. Yeah. Would you want to be there with yeah. your husband? Yeah, I mean, concerts? I remember. I can't believe I'm going off topic Uh-oh. like this. Yeah, there you uh, go. Like maybe enough. 20. I guess it was 20 years ago. Um, uh, my my husband took me to to see D'Angelo. There you go. And, and D'Angelo, and let me tell you, it had to be three-fourths of the audience for women. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How did he feel? <laughs> oh, yeah. How did yeah, he feel? How did your husband feel? I mean, he didn't, he didn't mind being around a lot of women. <laughs> see, see, see. Hey, did you see, want him? See, Would you see. prefer to go on with the girlfriends of that show, though? No, I think it was all right. You know, they're only, I'm going with them to the steps. So, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> right. Well, you're breaking up a little bit. Hopefully we can get a better signal with you. It's Karen Pastana, Tennis Panorama, joining us. Karen's been with us for years. Anytime we talk tennis, uh, she's the person we go to. And I understand you're traveling a little bit, so hopefully the reception is well. But Sam's already got the uh, the French Open up on TV. We're seeing Sloane Stevens, who, was, who had a hiccup in the first set, but she seems to have regrouped and made it look like a practice session. <laughs> this yep. l- this she, last she's right at the ship, as we say, because she's up 5-11 in the third. Yeah. Uh, talk about her and the women's, as long as we're on the women's side, uh, what to expect uh, as this, is this uh, tournament gets started and some names to look for. Well, definitely the, the top seed who's coming in on a 28-match winning streak, and that's Iga Sviantek. Number one in the world. I mean, for me, this is her tournament to win or lose. She's just so been so dominant this year. And um, after that, I would have said I would have said uh, a woman from Tunisia, Anja Burr. But right now, she's in a fight to stay in her first round match against um, Magda Lynette. But Iga, uh, I think it's all for her. I really, 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 it's. She's just been so dominant. I can't see anybody beating her. Who really from can't. who from the U.S. side may have a little breakthrough? And and and, and, and well, and you know, um, maybe maybe Coco Golf. Okay. Uh, she would have a hurt, kind of a bit of a hurdle with uh, playing uh, Gabina Muguruza, probably I think in the fourth round okay. if they, she gets that far. But you know, she always has a chance. 
and uh, and she you know she likes the clay court, and I you know she's she's got a shot. She's got a shot. Listen, I'm confused. I really am. Uh, Karen Pastana, Tennis Panorama, uh, joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. I asked Karen first, who are some of the women we should keep an eye out for? And she didn't mention a name I was thinking of. I mean, nothing, no fault to you, but I said, I'm confused now because not what? only did you not mention Naomi Osaka, but then on the heels of going into this conversation with you, I want to get your thoughts on the number one player who just, like, backed up 10 yards and punted her career away, Ash Barty, and what that uh, means for this tournament. Because those two names are traditionally, at least over the last year or two, the names you think about one or the other going to win this thing, if not Serena, of course. But Well, let me say, first let me talk about Osaka. Osaka clay is not her surface. It's just not. It never has been unless she does stuff to <laughs> something to improve on clay. Clay is not her surface. And even if she had been, she's not seated because she hasn't played as much over the past year, so she doesn't have enough ranking points to put her seating, you know, to rank in the top 32. So, you know, you know everyone thinks about, oh, yeah, she's a top player, but clay is not her surface. It, it never has been, to be quite honest. And as far as... Um, Ash Barty. Uh, Ash Barty, okay. Well, you know, when I wish she was going to retire, <laughs> in all honesty, I was not all that surprised because becoming the first Australian woman to win the title in so many years, uh, you know, almost 50 years, she had done everything she wanted to do, Australia and Wimbledon, her two priorities, although she won the French Open first, and that was a surprise to a lot of people. But also during the last two years of this pandemic and all the lockdowns and whatnot in Australia, and she had to be away from her home for so long, and um, she's also engaged, I guess she's like, you know, I, I, I don't know how much money she's worth. Maybe she's worth, I don't know, $25, $30 million. I'm like, you know, I, I can live on this for the rest of my life. I'm going to have fun, and thanks, tennis, bye-bye. Yeah, see, that's a, that, no, and that makes, a, that makes perfect sense. And this is the reason why we're never going to see a lot of those records in other sports, the team sports, fall. Because these guys make so much money. By She's what, 27? 26. Not even, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like 26, yeah, yeah. 26, she's been able to rent a car for one year. Okay, that's it. <laughs> she's already retired because she got all the money in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're spending time on the waitforit.com hotline this morning. As players began at Roland Garros by Karen Pistain. And you can follow her. She is social on Tennis Panorama News as on Twitter at Tennis News TPN, at Tennis News TPN. On the men's side, I know that Nadal is going to be there. We know that Djokovic is going to play this tournament, but I'm watching the kid, Alcaraz. To me, oh, he could be Carlos Alcaraz, Carlito. Carlito. Um, <laughs> Carlito, because his father is also Carlos. That's why they call him Carlito. Oh, okay. I just like saying Carlito. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Carlos Alcaraz. Oh, my goodness. The best way to describe him, and I say this to people all the time, if Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer had a baby, it would be Carlos Alcaraz be because young. he has a little part of each of their games. Wow. He likes to come to net. He's crafty to come in like Federer. Of course, he can slug it out in the baseline like, uh, like Rafa and Djokovic, and he's pretty flexible like Djokovic too. 
and he kind of has a Djokovic hair, but that's uh, beside the point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he's just he's you know he he's won tor- he's beaten Nadal, he's idol, he's coming in winning a bunch of tournaments. You know, it's going to be really interesting. And if the final eight, uh, the projected final eight, come to pass, it will be Djokovic versus Nadal. Alexander Zverev versus Alcaraz in the top half of the men's draw. That would be nuts because having Djokovic and Nadal play each other in the quarterfinals and then the winner of that presumably playing the winner of Zverev-Alcaraz, the top men's part of the men's draw is just the showstopper this year. And that's what we talk, Sam and I talked about that earlier in the show in – I thought it was a mistake for the French Open to, to put them in the same draw because those are the two you want to see, meaning Nadal and uh, Djokovic, in the final. But is there a method behind their madness And you talking about this new kid who may be what's next to put him up against what possibly could be either Nadal or Djokovic in the finals? Because he yeah, takes one of those guys out, it's one of those all-timers. Yeah, I mean, but, the, you know, the draws are randomly made, so... Believe me, I think they would have preferred if uh, two of those guys, you know, uh, two of those guys were on the other side of the draw because then the men's final would have been crazy. You know, there would have been say Djokovic and Alcaraz or Nadal and Alcaraz or whatever. They would have preferred it that way, but that's the randomness of the draw. But you know, now I'm thinking about the other side of the draw. Maybe this is an opportunity for whoever comes out of the other side for the men because they don't have to face. Those guys, only one of them in the final, whereas the other three have to beat up on two of them to get there. So, you know, we'll see. Y'all know how we'll I feel. We'll see. But, I, you know, if I had to put down money on somebody, I guess I would put it on the kid uh, Alcaraz because he's just he's just been hot. You know, it's he has nothing to lose. He just turned 19. You know how fearless you are when you're 19. And, yeah. uh you know, well, he's having fun. He doesn't feel the pressure yet. And meanwhile, Nadal, you know, he's not 100%. He'll be going for major number 22 and Djokovic going for major 21. So Y'all know how you know. I feel about that dude, right? <laughs> I'm going to say this. Today is his birthday. Who's that? Djokovic. Djokovic. Oh. Yep. Today yep. is Djokovic's birthday. And and is this machine going to continue? Do you see anybody derailing this guy from the top of the top of the mountain? I, I don't, actually. I, I really don't. I mean, people have to figure out how to beat him. You know, that's what you have to do. You have to step up and figure it out how to beat him. But he's, you know, he gets better. Ever since many uh, years ago, he used to have a allergy. Well, he still has an allergy to gluten, and he totally changed his diet and everything. And after that, he's, he really started soaring. Not that he wasn't soaring before. But he's just a better player and more focused on his health in some ways. I'll qualify that in some ways. <laughs> anyway. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. At least he's, he's going to get a chance to play this one because, you know, some other tournaments he wasn't able to play. That makes it uh, exciting, some intrigue. And we watch to see what happens going forward. Want to see if any American male can come through? Taylor Fritz going to do anything over there? Opelka maybe? No, Taylor. You know, and people forget about Riley Opelka. You know, they don't think the American men can't play on clay. But Riley, you know, he, he, even though he's a big guy, big serve, you know, that serve could penetrate the clay. could help him. You know, we'll see. He's not afraid to play on clay. I mean, there's so many American men that 
are afraid to play on clay. But Riley, you never know with him. I mean, he's not afraid. And that's serve. <laughs> serve can kill anybody. Yeah. You know, you talk, You guys talked about um, Naomi, this, Naomi and this not being her surface. Um, Sam and I earlier talked about Federer. This is not his surface. This is one of the reasons why he's not playing, of course, coming back from injury. For those who don't follow the sport right now, but anytime you talk tennis, they're going to want to know what's up with Serena. Has she retired? We're going to see her again. Will it be Wimbledon or is she going to wait till the, to the U.S. Open? What's yep. an update, if at all, with Serena that you know of? You know, it's so funny because last time I was on the phone with you guys, I said I didn't think Serena was going to play the French Open. And you're like, what? She lives in France? And I'm like, it's because, you know, it was a tough surface to play. And I think she's saving herself for Wimbledon because that grass court, she can own that grass court when she's 100%. And people don't realize right now, since she hasn't played many tournaments, her ranking right now is in the 250s. And Venus is in the 400s. So if, so if she's going to play Wimbledon, she's going to have to get a wild card to get in, which, of course, she will. I mean, she's won the title so many times. But I think she was, she's saving her energy for Wimbledon. I mean, I don't know if she's going to retire anytime soon, but I really do think that she's saving her energy for Wimbledon to hey, come back on there. Karen, before we let you go, i got to ask you this, because you mentioned Wimbledon and the news that came out that the WTA and the ATP are going to pull their rankings from whoever does whatever at Wimbledon because they're going to make their statement about Wimbledon excluding the uh, Russian and Bel- was it Bel- Belarusians, Belarusians yeah. because uh, yes, of what's they, going on with the war. They basically said that they're, ba- they're banning them from the tournament, they right. can't play, and the, and the WTA and the ATP tours are like, no, you can't do that. So the points for Wimbledon for everyone will not count. Nothing. So what we're saying basically is this year – Wimbledon is basically an exhibition match. <laughs> you could say that, yes, but let me tell you, the folks that win those titles are not going to think it's an exhibition. No, no, <laughs> They'll no. be happy to have the trophies, <laughs> points or no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Karen, thank you as always for uh, being a part of the show and, and coming. We're going to be uh, talking to you next week because it's, it's a fortnight, right? Yeah. Do you call it a fortnight when it's the French Open? Yep. I guess you know. I love the French. I love the French. Well, I, I'm not in Paris this year. Maybe next year. But yes, love the French. Yep. <laughs> All right, Karen Pastain and Tennis Panorama. Thank you as always. Thanks, Karen. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. You too. It is Eric's world. That is up next. Sam and Greg Sports Radio 92.9 The Game 92.9 The Game dot com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Oh. Oh. You blow money fast on the sides. I think I'm Big Meech, Larry Hoover, whipping work, hallelujah. Sports Radio, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this 22nd day of of May, Sunday morning. Thank you for making us a part of your uh, Sunday. And on this date, 1803, the first public library in the United States opened. Really? On this date. And it was in Connecticut, the first U.S. public library. It was somebody around there going, shh. My thing is where to get the books from in 1803. You know what I mean? Nobody said it would be a big library. You're right. It could have been a phone booth. You know we don't know. Be, you don't know. Just a handful of books. But I don't want to. Is anybody going, shh. 
Well, if it's just a phone booth, probably not. <laughs> Ain't no desk in there, people making noise. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's not why you called. It is time for the fastest growing segment on the show. It's called Eric's World. He ran in here with a piece of paper, gave it to us, yeah, and then really. left before he took it. left and then took off. Yeah. So explain this to us, sir. Absolutely. Eric Slaughter, our producer. I'd be happy to explain it to you. So, Greg, you may have heard part of this story. Sam, I'm not sure if you did. First off, the end of you guys, either you guys recognize that music that I played coming into the segment. I wasn't really paying attention. I was looking okay, at the notes so here. I played a little Rick Ross. The title of the song is BMF. All right. Okay. Now, Greg is kind of smiling there. Maybe he's heard this story. So well, I know the TV show. You know the TV show. Good. I auditioned for it. You aud- auditioned for it. They well, didn't, they, they, didn't they pick they, me so they can go scratch. They, well, they may need you Yikes. because they were in the news this week. Okay. So the two stars of BMF are Little Meech. Now, that song, if you, if you heard Rick Wise said, I think I'm Big Meech. So Big Meech was the founder of the BMF, the Black Mafia family. Right. His son actually plays his father. On the TV show, okay. Demetrius Flannery Jr. He okay. plays Demetrius Flannery Sr. And his co-star used to be in um, Friday Night Lights, and he's been on other shows. His name is Da Vinci. Okay. Okay? Now, did you guys fill out that piece of paper that yeah. I gave you? Yeah. Exchange it, please. Uh, okay, hang on. Uh, I got I got it in here. So, listeners, if you're out there, you know this story. I gave both Sam and Greg a piece of paper, and on the piece of paper was a question. After they exchange it, I will have them read each other's answer. Okay. So, anyway. All right. So, all right. I'm ready to go. Okay. So, Sam, would you go first? So, you can read the question and give your answer. You read the, read the lines that you put on the top there? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Read it from the top. Read from the top. If a good friend, family member, coworker asks you to bail them out of jail, what's the largest amount of money you'd be willing to put up. And this is Greg's answer that you're reading. What yeah. was Greg's answer? Depends on, and, and, and I kind of agree with this, depends on family, unlimited, you know, friend. Um, depends on the friend. Depending mm-hmm. on a friend. Okay. Maybe up to 1000 maybe up to one k. Okay. What did Greg, uh, Sam, uh, Greg, what did Sam write? He wrote, uh, just he just put three 3000 All right. So here's the headline. Lil Meech, BMF co-star Da Vinci, bails him out of jail. For $1.4 million cash. Okay. When asked, why did you do that? He pretty much pretty much said, we got filming to do. Yeah. Well, that's a business decision. <laughs> it's a business <laughs> okay, decision. That's, again, there's, all, yeah. there's reasons yeah. why for doing things. That's Very a much. business decision. Very much. So Very much. I was curious to see he what you guys would put down. Well, I didn't know we, <laughs> had, we, had, we, well, he ain't got, we ain't got no business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no business. Exactly. Okay. If you're holding up the business, you know, we talk about that. So I just was thinking about that. I mean, you know, I want to go through the history of television and think about some of the biggest co-stars of all time. I got a couple for you guys. By the way, today, along this line, um, we, we lost um, Whitman Mayo on this day. That was where I was going to lead. Sorry, you stole one of my questions yeah. for the coach. Who was that? So, who, so who do that? you think what, Fred what, what, and Grady, with Grady, yeah, Grady put up Sanford and son. Oh, a yeah. million dollars to bail Fred out of jail? Red Fox? Oh, sure. Sure? Absolutely. Red, Red Fox had more money than Grady, though. Oh, so, so so when Red had put up a million for no. the bill? No. The bill. <laughs> but you know, at the time of his passing, you know, he was here and he was. Uh, yes, he yeah, was, he, his funeral was at Morehouse. Yeah, but he was a professor, I think. At Clark, Clark yes, Clark indeed he was. Mm-hmm. How, how about, uh, I, I'll give you another one. How about would, would Starsky have uh, put up one before me in the bed out hutch? Um, so he's talking about Michael Glazer. 
going for I forgot the dude's name, David somebody. I forgot the guy yeah. who played Hutch. Yeah. No, I don't I mean I don't know. There's that you don't know how close they were. But but like he said, you know, according to some of these stories, and I love that show, I actually had a chance to interview Da Vinci on my show on WLK. Okay. okay? He's a okay. big advocate of education. He joined us to talk about the Black College Expo. But was he, you know, the stories say that they are really close. And we're not going to go into the legal situation, you know. But when he said, I paid $1.4 million cash wow. to bail my co-star out of jail. And like you said, we got the filming is happening right here in Atlanta. You probably know that, Greg. Like His commitment, said. though, is not to that kid he bailed out. It's to the producers who put the money up to produce that show. So if you lose your star, the show's done, which means that direct, yeah, he's he's on it. it. He's 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 the one who's going to get the call, not because he didn't bail that star out, is because production's been shut down, and that's going to be on him. That's why bringing this thing full circle is why Tom Cruise went sideways a couple times, which is now one of the most famous YouTube um, videos there is, where he starts screaming at the crew for various reasons because they weren't adhering to the protocols during. You know, the lockdown. Okay. And he was shooting in a couple different places around the world. One was Helsinki. I know that. And other places where, you know, say this was happening here, he had crew members basically saying, oh, yeah, we're going to be good. And then as soon as the day shooting would be on, they'd go over and watch shoe modeling. And then come back the second <laughs> next day, and then everybody's contaminated. Oh, yeah. Right? So Some of those like same things happen in the world of sports, and where teams would be on the road, and especially when the protocols first happened. I think it happened here in Atlanta. They said a few teams went out and enjoyed their evening, and well, the next Marlins. thing you know. Yeah, the Marlins. Yeah, the, the, Marlins, Mar- the Marlins, right. right. Yeah, you know, I wasn't going to call them names out, but yeah. So yeah, we call them out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, just, them. I just <laughs> thought it was a real interesting question to, you know, when I saw the amount of money that he put up to bail his co-star out so that they could get back to filming season two of what is a really good show. I can't wait to see it. So I just was curious to see what kind of money. You know, I wasn't going to ask you guys to, you know, I didn't want to put on there, if, uh, Greg, if Sam called you and said, hey, man, I need you to come give me how much. Well, that's di- <laughs> see, now that's different. And I wouldn't do it because it's a business right. decision. It's because uh, it's Sam. Yeah. Right? And but I wasn't going to be the reason for you. <laughs> were he to call me, I'll play this out and I'll say it publicly. Were he to call me, my first thought would not be what it takes to get him out of jail. Mm. It's what happened to his family. Right. Because yeah. that's obviously going to be the first call he makes. Okay. And if they can't come help him, something's up with them. Okay. So I need to get to him and find out what's up with, you know, I ain't going to mention the names of his family, but why aren't they helping you out? Because, you know, he. I think he would do the same thing if it were me. What's up with Tracy? Well, you know, how come Jesse didn't come bail you out? <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know? that's a great conversation to have. You wonder about how come you Jesse ain't there? Jesse didn't come down there. <laughs> Hey, listen, uh, you brought up to start this little back and forth okay. uh, Rick Ross. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you see what he had going on out of his house? That car show? No, but I'm oh, sure it, there's goodness. a different party at his house every he week. opened up his house to car lovers. Okay. And I don't know if it was just yesterday, but, I mean, he had the creme de la creme of cars. I well, mean, he's plus, a car aficionado. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, was, it was everything you could think of, all Shape, sizes, names of cars. And I got a picture right here of him with somebody, that a name we need to write down as we're going to talk to Adam Alexander later on. Raja Karuth is a young man who was born in Atlanta, uh, has been racing on the Arca circuit right now, working his way up, uh, climbing a ladder in NASCAR. He's currently a sophomore at Winston-Salem State, and he was there, and he posted some pictures of he yeah. and Rick, Rick Ross uh, getting to know him and show him next week 
Roger Akaruth is going to compete in the ARCA race up at Charlotte, and his car will be decked out in the colors of Winston-Salem State University. So that will be the third HBCU to have a car on the race. Yeah. Morehouse had a car, and um, I want to say maybe North Carolina A&T uh, had a car? No, uh, Morehouse had a car. Uh, Stillman had Stillman one. had a car, okay. Florida and them in Grambling. All right, so there you go. So far, so Winston Salem State. Plus, it's going to be driven by a Winston Salem State current student. Student, that's uh, that's wonderful stuff. Pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was what I have for you guys. That was it. Yeah, man. As Eric's world, we got to get we got to get some music in and out for that. Well, something. (laughs) 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 Got to be something on there. Did y'all know that there was a president who had a patent? A president invented something, and they had a patent. Really? One of our presidents. Yes. A very I mean, famous one. I mean, I mean, was it Jimmy with his peanut butter? I, mean, I didn't know Jimmy had peanut butter. I know well, Paul he, Newman's he, got peanut butter. Yeah, but no, I didn't know Jimmy. He's a peanut farmer. Yeah, he just had the peanuts. Yeah. No, so what? Lincoln. What? Lincoln had a patent. Okay. Abraham Lincoln, 1949, on this date, was given a patent. He invented a device that lifts boats out of, um, in, on, out of water over shores. That was a patent that Abraham Lincoln got in 1849. Now, obviously, it's different, but still, he was awarded one. The only president awarded with a patent, as far okay. as I know. Well, there you go. And see, somebody going to win a bet on this knucklehead stuff that I bring up all the time. People will be at a party someplace. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing it down. And, and, and the <laughs> insignificant information comes in. It doesn't come in handy all the time. But when it does, you look like, you know, you look like a star. Wow. Coming up in the uh, 8 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about the significance of uh, No Red Shirt Sunday and what that means moving forward. Have we seen the last of them? That's why I wanted to ask Karen. We haven't heard much out of Serena lately since the slap. So, you know, as far as what she's going to do on the courts, I didn't know if she was going to make an appearance here at the French. Uh, Is she waiting for Wimbledon? Is she going to stay in the States and and, and show up again at the U.S. Open? So, you know, I I agree with her, with with Karen, that if she's going to make – an appearance soon, Wimbledon would be the spot. Well, you don't have much of a choice. It was the last two left, Wimbledon and U.S. Open. Yeah, but I don't know that if, given what, – what is she nursing injury? What is she coming back from? Oh, something leg. Um, so you'd want that grass as opposed to the hard court in New York. So maybe Wimbledon's the only one this year. Well, well some people would say that the clay but, – but clay – Clay is a different kind yeah, of challenge. Yeah, it is. It is. It's easier on you. We and me and you are gonna go out and play on some clay, so you can see what. I it used feels to live like at a clay court place. You know, we gonna go yeah. out and play on some clay. But but um, and you would think if she has some type of injury like that, it will be easier on that. But it's the other things that the clay challenges you to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, any weaknesses of you, your game ending up, your mental game ending up, whatnot, your creativity, that type of thing. That's what takes a toll when you're playing on, on on red clay. So I mean, she's gonna go to Wimbledon, but it's pretty straight up. She's had success there. If she gets a good, you know, a good draw, maybe she'll get a chance. But putting together two weeks of tennis has just become a, a really difficult for her. She can get off to a good start, but to put together two complete weeks, and that's that that that, that is that that's become kind of difficult. Maybe she sees an opening with Ash Barty being gone. Maybe and so. Maybe she feels like you know, but, yeah, but, but, right. But, but here's the, the thing. Too. Here's the thing. I was telling somebody: every person she faces right now, they look at her as living, breathing history. Right. And she's going like to get there, and she's going to get their best everything right. because they've studied her. Right. You know, everybody's yeah. every young person coming on. She's looking across the court at a 24, 23 year old her, herself. Right. You know, and so what can she do new that they haven't seen? There's not much she can do that they haven't seen. So the respect is there. The fear, I think, is gone. 
but the respect is there still. I think the but I think the fear has flipped sides because the fear is now with her. She doesn't want to get beat by the. Listen, they're playing with house money. Yeah. When they play against Serena. And most of them, after they beat her, they lose the next round. A lot of them. <laughs> they do because, well, because, the because because in their mind, I won the tournament. Exactly. You know, I, I beat this person that I've idolized and have tried to emulate so much. And so the younger players coming along when they beat when they beat her, the next round is like an afterthought. Um, yeah, it's, it's that, uh, you know, what's the old saying? It's the, the, the scratch game or the, the setup game. You know, after you beat the, the big opponent, and yeah. the next one is – it's a letdown emotionally. Yeah. The, the adrenaline is not as high, and it's uh, where you go. Then next thing you know, you're out the tournament. But you're right about that. Yeah. Trap game. It's a trap match. Trap match. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're facing history, and, and you you know you, you don't know if you're going to get another chance to be on the court with her. You know, and face her in a match, and so you. You know what's funny about that? We sit here and we have this conversation about yeah. about Serena, and rightfully so. But you don't have conversation one about this when it comes to Federer. He's just acknowledged you have the respect for him, yeah. but you don't have that fear from him like you do with with, with Because he with never had that kind of persona. He, he, he never came out to intimidate you. He's going to beat you. That's all. And he smiled at you, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they, that was the worst part. And it thing. wasn't with a power game either. It was no, that no, it, 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 it's it, like you know, getting beat by a knuckleball pitcher. But he could, use what, <laughs> he, he could use whatever he needed to use to beat you that day. I mean, that's the thing about him. You wouldn't just come out and do just one thing. You knew Nadal, he's going to come out there with that crazy right. top spin. Right. And if you can't deal with that, you're going to be toast. But Federer had different things he could do, you know, as far as his game. Whatever you're doing, he's got something to counter that. And you, you, I, I miss that. I miss that total court game that he had. Um, you know, you want to see him come out there and see if he can do it again. But, no, there, there, there's no fear but, but, but lots of respect. Yeah. Well, no, no. He, him, Jimmy Johnson, Tim Duncan, they're all in that same category. Jimmy Johnson just uh, I mean, uh, just uh, qualified for Indy 500. Did he? He's going to drive Indy 500. Yeah, that's another that's reason to watch. Got a big name there. Anyway, it's Sam and Greg moving into the 8 o'clock hour. Again, talking a little bit about why we have been deprived and the significance of no red shirt Sunday and his career. Talking about Serena and Federer and those all-time greats. What does this withdrawal from this Sunday mean long-term, at least in our minds? Also going to talk to Adam Alexander, FS1, about today's NASCAR race, the All-Star race, and a casting call later in the hour. Sam and Greg on this 22nd day of May. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app.